Northwest Christian School Online provides online Christian education for any students ranging from kindergarten to 10th grade. The tuition is fully covered through the state of Arizona's ESA program and is affordable for families out of state. You can count on NCS Online for a rigorous, proven online program that establishes a robust biblical worldview for all students. For more information, go to ncsonline.org. That's ncsonline.org. The brothers, for you and I to live for the kingdom of God, it's going to require a, a perspective shift, a new way of thinking, a new mindset. What in the world would it mean to pray, Thy kingdom come? Seek first the kingdom of God. Know that your home is in heaven and live as if that's your goal. What we've done in the past simply can't be done anymore. That we lived our life in a certain manner because it was basically a Christian world, a Christian culture that we're living in. That time, those times are over. It's not enough to be a believer. It's not. You, it is not sufficient for you just to believe and that's it. You cannot be a believer. Being a believer leads to being a follower. Instead of all these things we're worried about that consume our thoughts and our minds, instead of using your mental energy on that, instead, seek his kingdom. What in the world would it mean to pray, thy kingdom come? Well, folks, welcome to Kingdom Culture Conversations. It's June 27th. Yes. And uh, we are reaching the halfway point in the summer. Uh, I know. We're getting ready to go in the the back end of summer. I'm um, um, three days from from 50, Mr. Brown. How do you mean? June 30. June 30th. I got you. June 30. How's your, gee, how's your summer? Años. How's your summer going? Well, so far, as uh, again, we're recording in the past, but uh, um, this summer I thought I was going to slow down a little bit. Um, Not I'm too doing, much. Doing program at a camp in Wisconsin, um, speaking at, with Desert View Bible Church and Trinity Church, uh, their their high school camp. Wow. Um, Going to uh, Mexico for, you know, I've been back from Mexico for a week in Mexico. So, yeah, Fantastic. but it's a good time to do ministry. A lot of kids. Um, yeah, I'm, everything ministry, I'm so. doing is gospel related, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I know about your summer. And I, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Everything you, you, gospel driven. That's 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. So, yeah, I'm, I don't know how I'm feeling about 50. Uh, how'd you feel about turning 50, Mr. Brown? Um, it's what happens after 50 is each year becomes. A little bit more. How do you say this? Not difficult. Yeah. But like the, physically. Yeah. Fifty-one, yeah, okay. fifty-two is much different than forty-one, forty-two. Okay. And as evidence of this, I actually went my entire fifty-third year. Yeah. Thinking that I was fifty-four. Oh, okay. And so it was like I got a whole year back. Yeah. And and I don't know. It, you don't know. It was awesome. Okay. So the mind goes a little bit too, G. I get you. I get you. I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> not looking forward to that. But what are you going to do? Well, and we are excited to welcome back our friend Ellie Cunningham. Yeah, we are. Hi, I'm happy to be back. Cool. I'm excited. How's your summer going, Ellie? You know what? Really great. I am pretty pregnant April. right now. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, due in November, so I'm probably really miserable in in the heat. Yes. But um, now I've got to ask happy. This, a question. Lots so, of fun baby number one, Genesis. Yes, Genesis. Baby number two, Deuteronomy or Exodus. <laughs> it's Exodus, <laughs> right? I, oh my goodness, yeah. you're so Exodus? funny! I've yeah. never heard that joke before. I, no. know, <laughs> I thought she was sincere no. for a minute. Yeah. There. <laughs> we yeah. we don't we don't have a lot of names picked out yet. Um, my husband has some very interesting names that I'm like. Mm, 
I don't think much. so. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. We'll just have to see what the gender is. We actually find out um, in a couple of weeks. So that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, he's hoping for a boy. He's believing. In fa- he actually like really believes that it's a boy. He keeps telling um, Genesis like, "Hey, do you want to see your brother. baby brother? You want to see your baby brother?" And <laughs> she just like, "That's cute." My my brother Miles. No, that's your friend. Oh, uh, like she doesn't understand. She's only two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, by that point, she'll yeah, she'll be a great. Yeah, <laughs> she will. She will. All right. Well, listen. This is probably the most awkward and embarrassing setup. <laughs> For a podcast. Oh, it's great, though. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. So, back in April, on April 27th, (laughs) you spoke in chapel. Yeah. And I have seen you speak before, um, but I had, I needed to, as we, my part of my role in these podcasts is I develop the questions, the topics, and and things like this and send them out in advance. And so I wanted to do a little bit of research into Ellie Cunningham and figure out, okay, what what would be some great (laughs) questions? And so I stumbled across the the women's ministry page at Calvary Phoenix. Uh And in so doing, one of the sermon titles uh, struck my fancy. It was, it really intrigued me. It was called Finding Hope in Hard Questions. And so I'm embarrassed to admit, everyone, that this particular episode of the podcast is drawn from a time in which Mr. Brown was on the women's ministry page (laughs) (laughs) at Calvary Phoenix and was really intrigued. That's hilarious. You know, you you should probably just join a support group because there's a lot of men that reach out to me that that tell me the same thing and laugh and like, oh, my wife goes to women's Bible study and said this message was really good. And now I watch every week at work. But, you know, I just try to hide my computer if someone walks by. (laughs) So, well, hey, you know, I I'm, the, I'm glad. Thank you. You're, you're humble. <laughs> you are humble, but you're a good teacher. And you, mod- you. you know, your mom was a great teacher. Yeah. And they have great things. So I, I know we're joking a little bit, but I just want to make sure. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, no. Yeah. I can listen to you. And, and Mr. Brown, I just want to encourage you as well. <laughs> you, you, you keep on that Web page. Okay? <laughs> we're, we're it is funny, though. It is funny, though. When, when my wife listens in the car to, to different sermons and devotions she listens to beth moore oh and i, I, I beth I, is a hero she's, she's amazing awesome. yeah, yeah. I, it's i don't know i come into school and i say well i heard beth moore say this i don't know it just seems yeah awkward it's, yeah yeah it's culture right well, let's, I mean, change yeah. Let's, no. amen. <laughs> amen. let's change that yeah let's change that let's change that can preach right let me tell you in the yeah. international <laughs> podcast headquarters history is made history yeah. is made here to four That's we right. shall no longer I'm going to just have to um, have it in the back of my mind that, you know, there's men watching this. And so maybe (laughs) some of the embarrassing (laughs) stories that I tell that women just love, maybe I should like do those on Tuesday nights when we're not recorded. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, goodness, goodness, yeah. goodness. But these questions, back to these questions. Yeah, um, yeah, this is, yeah. there is some good stuff in, this, in yeah. this message. Now, the message itself was interesting because it wasn't like a stand-and-deliver mm-hmm. sermon. It was, yeah. it, you work alongside your your mom. Yeah. You, you direct a women's ministry, mm-hmm. but your mom is a, is an active part of the teaching team. Yeah. And cause yeah. She, can you tell us a little bit about this particular message? What, what it, and I'll link to it in the show notes. Yeah. But of course. how did that happen? That it, it was less stand and deliver and more of a conversation. Yeah. So, um, we, we started, um, after COVID 
happen. We started doing like some of uh, these like online mini series and it was more podcast style. And so we were doing Bible teaching, but we thought like how fun to just co-teach conversation style. So we would sit down in chairs and just talk and teach together. And we have such a good relationship she's my mom and I love her and it just is so natural it's so it's it's amazing and it's it's super fun to do so the um, series that we were doing um, was a series on the book of Habakkuk um, and one of my favorite um, uh, books in in the Old Testament and um, it was kind of this this message was was the last message just wrapping up the series and it just felt like a good place to just be conversational and um, just sit down and make the ladies feel like they're just sitting down with us because that's our heart mm-hmm. that we just want to like talk to them and share our heart and share God's heart and and God's word with them. So it's really fun to do that. My mom started women's ministry 40 years ago um, Mm. and has like done it, taught it for a million years. And um, she was finally like, I need a break. I need to, you know, not have all the weight. And um, so I took over. Um, about three and a half years ago or so. And, um, but I told her, I said, listen, you're not allowed to stop teaching. Like you're called to Bible teach until you die. So (laughs) she laughed. And so I just let her tell me when she wants to teach and she'll pick a couple dates in every semester. And well, it was such an authentic conversation. And, And the thing too, that book, you know, so Habakkuk is is relatively speaking, it's not the shortest book in the Bible, but it's a shorter book. Yeah, it's short. Mm-hmm. And and you delivered nine weeks of messages on that book, and it was, I have not gotten through them all, um, <laughs> but it is they're very compelling. What is it about that book that draws you in so deeply to the study? I relate so much to the prophet Habakkuk. And I think a lot of us can relate to him because um, sometimes when you think of like the prophets of God, you think that they're just like these mighty, great, amazing men with unshakable faith. And and they are that, but at the same time, they're human like we are. And the book of Habakkuk is just so unique in all the um, books of the prophets because it's a conversation between him and God. The whole book is just a conversation. Um, All the other books, it's, uh, you know, God saying something to them for them to deliver to the people. And and there's prophecy and like all this prophetic stuff. But Habakkuk is simply just Habakkuk crying out to God. And his conversation with God is asking God really hard questions, Mm -hmm. asking Mm -hmm. God those questions that we all have in life that can feel scary to ask. Like, God, if you're a good God, why do you allow so much evil in the world? Habakkuk asks him that. Um, He questioning, um, you know, things like um, the absolute goodness of God with the contrast of this evil chaotic confusing world and um timely message yeah and it just it really is and it's it's out of time too you know because it's it's these questions that we've all had since sin entered the world like Uh why god and that's why we have this this 
teaching series. That's why I really wanted to spend time and answer those questions because sometimes I think we're afraid to ask them because we think that it's going to shake our faith or we think that the the answers that we find aren't going to be um, what we wanted to hear or whatever. And we do see in the book of Habakkuk, and I'm not going to preach the whole thing right now. We don't have time. Go listen. <laughs> Let's go. Come on. Go listen. Um, but we do see in the book of Habakkuk that when God answers him, God's answers are um, not what Habakkuk was expecting, completely unexpected, but God's answers still left him with hope. And that's the point that um, hope is found not in shying away from the hard questions and not in pretending like they don't exist, but in asking them. And when we ask God anything in faith, he delivers, he answers us. And then his answers always give us hope. And that's what scripture says, that the truth will set you free. Even if it's a hard truth to hear, truth sets us free. Yeah. And one of the things I love too is, especially dealing with students, is I remind students, we look at the gospel Mm -hmm. and and we see that what happens is John the Baptist is in prison and he's he's towards the end of his life, things are dark. And, and he's thinking, wow, I kind of thought the advent of the Messiah was going to go a lot different, a different. than this. Yeah. A different. But he's, he's in prison. And so he sends a couple of his disciples to Jesus, and he asks a doubting question. He says, are you the one, or should we expect another? And I love Jesus' response because Jesus says, he's, first of all, he's not undone. Yeah. So even no. more powerful, I think, than his answer is what he doesn't say. He mm-hmm. doesn't become indignant. He doesn't say, John, are you kidding me? You yeah. know, you were there with me from the very beginning. Arguably, no one knew John mm-hmm. for or yeah. Jesus for a longer period of time than John, John the Baptist. But, but he tells the disciples of, of John, he says, go back and tell John what you've seen and what you've heard. Mm-hmm. And I think that for students, for really for any of us, that when we we have these hard questions not to be fearful that God is going to be undone yeah. by those things. Yeah. You know, in the in the sermon, you if you call it a sermon or a conversation, yeah. one of the things you said that really jumped out at me is hope is found. And this is where the title of the message mm-hmm. came from. Hope is found in taking the time mm. to ask God the hard questions is an extension of what we just said. Yeah. Hope is found in taking the time to ask God the hard questions. Yeah. So there's two pieces there that really speak to me. One is taking the time. Mm-hmm. And and then the second thing is asking God tough questions. Yeah. What w- w- that's what jumped out at me. What what were you articulating in that moment? What were you communicating? I so if you have a question that is worth answering, you need to take time with it. You yeah, need to sit with sit it. With it yeah. You need to be able to even understand what you're asking. Because I think a lot of times, especially in the church, um, people just throw things out just nonchalantly. You know, the world might at us like, oh, God's not real because if he was real, bad things wouldn't happen or whatever. And then we're yeah. like, yeah, what about that? But have we really thought about what that is. So thinking about this hard thing first and and taking that time and then asking God. And um, 
there's this diligence that we see in waiting on God that's required if you really want to hear what he has to say. There's there's a diligence. Um, Habakkuk 2, uh, verse 1, Habakkuk says, after he asks God these really tough questions, um, he says in Habakkuk 2, verse 1, I will take my stand at my watch post and station myself on the tower and look out to see what he will say to me and what I will answer concerning my complaint so easily we can get bored and we can get distracted and we can just throw something out there and then just get angry about it but not really take the time and Habakkuk he's being so he's like I need to know and I will take my stand I will stand here all day all night as long as it takes and you will answer me because he had that faith that God would answer him well and you used a phrase that I wrote down you said immovable in your waiting yeah and i think that's Ooh. such a that's a powerful that's, turn of phrase i don't yeah. know if if you recognize when you said that how, yeah. how potent that phrase was but i think that's what you're talking about yeah right now. it it definitely is and i think a lot of times um when we don't hear an answer or a response um immediately we just move on and we think well then they, it must be true it, God must not be real or, you know, yeah. whatever it is, they must be right mm-hmm. because we didn't get it immediately, especially in our culture of instant gratification and, and yeah. wanting everything now, now, now. But scripture says God is not slow as some count slowness, you know. Yeah. Um, so I think that if I really, really want to know, I need to be immovable like like you said, like I said, <laughs> in my <laughs> in my waiting, yeah. and I need to stand there, and I need to wait, and wait on yeah. God. And there is there's a blessing in that, and um, there's a patience and an endurance that we learn, um, and we hear God better and more clearly. Um, yeah. And He will. He's not going to make you wait forever. He's going to tell you. Well, and yeah. and I guess it begs the question where. Where do these hard questions come from? Yeah. You know, whether whether it's the problem of evil mm-hmm. in the world or I've been praying for this healing and yeah. this healing has not occurred. Yeah. You know, if I experience hardship in my life and suddenly that question pops into my mind, uh, and this happens, I think, to students. It, it, it happens to us as adults. Yeah. Does that mean that we've lost our faith? Mm, no. Negative. No, absolutely not. Because even Jesus, when he was in the garden um, of Gethsemane on the night that he was going to be betrayed, said to his father, if there's any other way, let's do that. (laughs) Like, If there's any other way, but not my will, your will be done. So at the end of the day, um, did Jesus lack faith? Absolutely not. He's the son of God. He is God himself. Like, he did not lack faith, but it's a human emotion. Mm-hmm. And God has created us all with a spectrum of emotions. And having an emotion is not wrong. It's not sin. It's not a loss of faith. It's just having a feeling and having an emotion. And who better to pour out that emotion and that feeling and that pain to than the Lord who loves yeah. you, who created you, who knows you, and who knows how to comfort you best wow. and who knows the answers because he is the God of all truth. Um, he is the author of perfection like he has always been and will always be and so absolutely don't let anybody tell you and don't ever believe that you are you've lost your faith and God's disappointed in you or you're not a good Christian if you have a hard question that just means that you live on this earth and a hard thing has happened and what makes 
it different for us as believers is we can have hope because we have Jesus. Yeah. Um, well, so. you don't don't run past. Yeah, it. you guys yeah. mentioned it already. God's not God's big enough for yeah. our for oh our yeah. Questions. yeah, he is, and he wants and, he welcomes and, them. And I, you know, the the guy who comes to mind is Thomas gets a, a lot of a lot of bad rap for yeah. being doubting Thomas, but all those other guys already saw him. You yeah. know, they'd have been doubting too. Well, and Thomas such a great example because if you go into the Gospels, Thomas was actually the first one that says on the road to Jerusalem, "Let us go to Jerusalem." That we may die with him, mm-hmm. so he's the first one that declares. That's what he should be like known for. Not, yeah, I know. Not, yeah. yeah, and yet yeah. He, he maybe I mean he's the one disciple. Yeah, that wasn't there. Jesus chooses chooses that moment yeah. to to show up, and maybe yeah. his feelings were hurt. I, I, I've just seen a, a, a kind of a false bill of goods sold to us that everything's going to wrap up with a nice bow at the end. Yeah, yeah, and and it's just it's not the, the verses I hang on to is is, is take. In this world, you will have troubles, mm-hmm. yeah. but take heart of overcoming the world. And, yeah. and even Habakkuk, he finishes with a beauty. He said, yeah. even if I don't get those answers, yeah. which I think I, even if I don't, even if my the, the, the cattle pens are empty mm-hmm. and there's no fig on the vine, I will exalt Amen. in the Lord. Amen. I will exalt or in the Lord. Job and says, that's that oh, my God would slay me. Even mm-hmm. though though he yeah. slay me, yeah. yet I will trust in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. So, Ellie, as we close today, there's one last image, and and it was kind of neat because in that in that sermon, you you called to my attention something I hadn't realized is that there is a frequent image, especially maybe uniquely in the Old Testament, of mm-hmm. a deer yeah. standing on high places. Yes. and it's it shows up in in Habakkuk. It shows up in the Psalms. Mm-hmm. What is, we want to close on a hopeful note. Yeah, cool. and, yeah. And I of think course. that is that is a, a beautiful picture. I love this picture. Can too. you talk a little bit about that as we close today? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Habakkuk, um, he's echoing the Psalms when he talks about the the deer. He says that God is the Lord my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me to tread on my high places. And he's echoing Psalms from from David. Um, after God had delivered him from the wrath of um, King Saul um, in Second Samuel and in Psalm 18. So in Arizona, we don't necessarily um, immediately understand what Habakkuk and David hmm. are meaning or referring to when right. they say feet like a deer. Like we just, okay, we've seen a deer doe a deer yeah like (laughs) um, but the deer they they are referring to is an ibex and that's the the deer that um is is common in the region um it's an ibex and ibex are very agile they can jump six feet straight up into the air with no like running start um they climb mountains and cliffs complete sheer cliffs with just complete ease and it's because they have these special hooves that god Mm. made them with and their hooves um, have sharp edges and they're concave underneath so it's like a suction cup Um, and they help them grip the sides of the steep cliffs and the steep um, rocks and even yeah. um, the rocks that are like slippery in texture and um, they they survive in these very difficult environments because they're made for them wow. they're built for them wow. God made their feet for the difficult terrain and that's what Habakkuk is saying you make my feet like the feet of deer no matter what happens in my life, you made me for this. Yeah. You created me with 
the intention the intentionality of knowing what was going to happen and giving me all the tools that I need to survive this. And um, I think it's such a beautiful picture Mm. that without understanding that context, we don't get, but you don't need to hear that just from me. You can do studies like this on your own. And that's what brings scripture alive. When you read something that you just might've glossed over before, just maybe look it up. And be like, what kind of deer are in Israel or whatever? Look at Blue Letter Bible. There's so many free yeah. resources. Um, and the Bible will come alive and you'll find so much hope when you do this and you can do it yourself. It, yeah. It's not something that you have to like have a seminary degree to do. Yeah, well said. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for, number number one, the time with us in these conversations. I really appreciate it. And number two, thank you for the time on our campus. Yes. It, I think just... I think the more we can put you in front of our students, the better. 100%. I would love to be here. I love them already. You I do. know some of them from our youth group, and the ones that I don't know, I just have such a heart for. Looking out at their faces, I just wanted to give them all hugs, smother mm-hmm. them with too much mama love until they're like, okay, go away. Like, yeah. um, I've just been That's really cool. privileged and honored to be here. And so thank you both so much for having me. Well, thank you. Yeah. Can we close out? Can you Can you pray for that? person that has that hard question absolutely pray for all those faces in our in absolutely our chapel. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah yeah lord we just come before you now just um asking you to reveal yourself to anyone who might be facing a difficult question and give them the courage and the strength to ask it, to say it out loud, to not feel like they're a failure as a person, as a Christian, like there's something wrong with them for feeling this way. Lord, I pray that you would give them the endurance to stand and wait on you, to wait um, on your answer, to not be moved by um, just these shallow arguments and these shallow things that the world has to offer, but wait like a tree that's planted by a stream and and grow their roots deep and really soak in everything you have to say. Um, Lord, I thank you that you do answer our questions and that you care enough about us individually to come down and to answer us and to give us hope when everything else seems meaningless to give us identity when um the world wants to shove us in little boxes lord i pray for every student um here um at northwest christian and and i pray for their parents and anybody who's watching this right now i just pray favor and blessings that um questions that they have wouldn't rock them to the point um of discouragement but would really ground them in um a security of of asking asking and waiting and then growing their faith because of the answers that you give. And we thank you for who you are. And we pray these things in your sweet and precious name. Amen. 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 Have a great day, y'all. Yeah. Happy summer. Happy summer. Happy Next summer. Next time I see you guys, I'll be, I'll be north of 50. Wow. Yeah. Happy birthday, G. Thank you. Happy Northwest Christian School has made Biblical Worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit, regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, charter school, or homeschool. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit Bible Classes. 
for publicschools.com.